sitting listening, you don't realize the hours, no doubt, it takes to uh, pick out them songs, and and uh, especially that one of Ralph's is it's really a long song. I appreciate uh, Brother Mike working on that. I think it has a message. It might not be a song you want to sing every week, but I think it has a message that we need to be reminded of. Amen. All right, First John. Uh, chapter 3, if you got a Schofield Bible, page 1,324. If you got any other kind, it's in there somewhere. If you got the right kind of Bible. Alright, verse 18, My little children, that's us. Let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth and shall assure our hearts before Him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then have we confidence toward God. And whatsoever we ask, we receive of Him, because we keep His commandments, and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. I'm interested in the last few words of verse 22, and do those things that are pleasing in His sight. Thank you and be seated. Our Father, oh, how we're thankful, Lord, to be here this morning. And how we're thankful, Lord, for those that were able to come out today. I'm glad there was more well than there was sick. And I pray for those that are sick having to listen today by the way of the live stream. I pray the Lord... uh, Bless them in some way, maybe through the singing that's done been done. Uh, Father, we come today, and uh, Lord, we pray for the saints, us, the little children. God, that you speak to us today. We pray for those that our Father wants to adopt them into the family of God. He wants to take them in. I pray today, if there's someone here today, Lord, that doesn't know you as their Savior, that today they might be drawn to You, Lord, I pray. Lord, the needs are various. So many in this world in which we live, it's wicked, ungodly. Uh, Lord, it's, it's hard times, struggles for many. God, we pray for them today. Realize for us today, it's a day of mercy up to this hour. But for others, it's misery. And we pray for mercy for them. And Father, we'll thank You and praise You in all things. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. He said, and to do those things which are pleasing in His sight. Pleasing means uh, to give pleasure, uh, to give delight, to give agreeable satisfaction, to make glad. We know that God's Son was pleasing to His Father. We know that. You say, why? Because His Father said so. Matthew 3 and verse 17, when He went down to John, and and John said, I have need to to be baptized of thee. And and He said, No, suffer it to be so now. And He baptized the Lord. And the Bible said that He come up out of the water, and there came that voice from heaven that said, This is My beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. 
He said that three times or four throughout the Gospels. We know Jesus Himself said in John 8, 28, something that none of us could say. You say, what did He say? He said, I do always those things that please Him. Nobody can say that but Jesus. And the Lord was pleased with Enoch. We know that. He was pleased with the way Enoch walked. For the Bible said in Hebrews 11 and 5, that Enoch was translated that he would not see death. But before he was translated, he had this testimony that he pleased God. He pleased God. We know Solomon's way of praying pleased the Lord. Over there in 1 Kings 3, when the Lord uh, done something to Solomon, he probably not dare do to any of us. Uh, he said, ask what you will. He said, I'll give it to you. And Solomon didn't ask to win the lottery. He didn't ask for perfect health. Uh, he didn't ask not to have any trouble or sickness. But Solomon said, Lord, he said, I, I want wisdom so I know how to lead your people and direct your people. And he didn't ask for long life or length of days or money. He asked for wisdom and the Bible said that God said and the speech pleased the Lord. He was pleased with the way that Solomon prayed. I wonder if he listens in on us in our closet. I wonder if he says when we get done, that pleases me. Uh, maybe sometimes, but not all the time. But the question this morning is not whether Jesus pleased the Lord, or Enoch pleased the Lord, or even Solomon pleased the Lord. The question this morning is, are you pleasing God? And am I pleasing God? It's something we don't think a lot about uh, in our Christian service like we ought to. Uh, but it is uh, something that we need to be concerned about and think about. Does my life please God? Does God out of my life get pleasure? Is He delighted do I bring agreeable satisfaction? Do I make God glad? Something to think about, isn't it? Well, let me give you a few things this morning about pleasing God. The Bible said in Psalm 147 and verse 11, The Lord taketh pleasure. In other words, it pleases Him in them that fear Him. This morning you say, Brother Rick, what is the fear of God? Describe the fear of God. Well, let me let the Bible do that. The Bible said that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. To fear the Lord is to hate evil. That's to fear God. You see, a lot of people don't have no fear of God and they don't hate evil. The Bible says that the fear of God is godly. It says here, it says the fear, it said let us, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptedly with reverence and godly fear. The fear of the Lord, the Bible said, is godly. Amen. It's clean. The Bible said the fear of the Lord is clean. One place in Psalms, it said, the fear of the Lord is clean, converting the soul, I think it says. 
The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, the Bible said in Proverbs 14, 27. And of course you know it is the beginning of knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. And it will be rewarded. The Bible said in Proverbs 13, 13, Surely I know that it shall be well with them that fear God, which fear before Him, Ecclesiastes 8 and 12. The Bible said that it will be rewarded. You say, how is it rewarded? Well, the Bible said in Psalm 145 verse 19 that God will fulfill their desires and will save them that fear the Lord. Psalm 103 and verse 13 says, The Lord pities them that fear Him. The Bible said. Psalm 103 and verse 11 The Bible said His mercy is great toward them that fear Him. Psalm 147 verse 11 said He takes pleasure in them that fear Him. Psalm 33 18 said His eye is upon them that fear Him. Psalm 34 9 said He'll take care of their every need. And the Bible said in Psalm 34 7 The angel of the Lord is around about them that fear Him. He gives them strong confidence that fear of the Lord. Proverbs 14, 26. He lays up goodness for them. Psalm 31, 19. He satisfies them. Proverbs 19, 23. The secret of the Lord is with them that fear Him. Proverbs 25, 14. He shows them that life, what life is really about. Proverbs 19, 23. He will bless them. Psalm 113. And verse 13, the Bible said He prolongs their days. Uh, Proverbs 10 and verse 27. And uh, so we're talking about what is it to please God. Well, the Bible said that it, the Lord takes pleasure in them that fear Him. And by going by what this verse says, most of the world this morning is not pleasing God. Amen? You say, why? They have no fear of God. If they had fear of God, they wouldn't do the things they do. Amen? You see, the Bible said that the fear of the Lord is something that pleases God. And my fear of the Lord is like my love for the church and my love for God. It ain't enough. But I do fear the Lord. I do fear the Lord... And no doubt there's a lot of things that you would have done in the past had it not been for a reverent fear of God. It wasn't that you didn't want to do it, but you was afraid of what God would do if you did do it. You see, your grandma, your grandpa, they instilled that into you. Your mom and dad, they instilled that into you to fear the Lord. We're now living with a generation that hadn't been taught that. Therefore, they don't have that rightful fear of God in their heart like they ought to have. You see, the fear of God that pleases the Lord is by for sure a missing thing this morning. It's a missing thing. Malachi 1 and 6 said, If I be a master, where is my fear? You see, a slave has a a rightful fear of His Master. And you and I that are saved today by the grace of God, 
I don't like to use the term. I hear people use the term the old master. I don't like that. But still, still we ought to have a fear for God. Don't you think so? The Bible said over in Jeremiah, the Bible says there in uh, the second chapter, the Bible says, Thine own wickedness shall correct thee. A lot of times you don't have to, God just sits back. He don't have to do nothing. Why? Your own wickedness is going to take care of it. He said, And thy backsliding shall reprove thee. Somebody said, God's going to get you. Well, your own sin, your own backsliding will get you. It'll catch up with you. God don't have to do anything. He said, Know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God and that my fear is not in thee, saith the Lord of hosts. God said it's an awful thing that people don't fear me. Paul said of the whole world, talking about lost world, Paul said there is no fear of God in them. Fear is a messing thing. But yet fear is a motivating thing. A survey done by the Prairie Bible Institute over a period of 18 years of time asked every incoming student for 18 years. They asked every incoming student, what was it that motivated you to get saved? What was it that motivated you to get your heart right with God? And 65% of a hundred percent that came in, uh, uh, they did not say it was the love of God. Sixty-five uh, percent uh, of them said it was the fear of God uh, uh, that motivated me to get right with God. Uh, and the reason we see so few getting right with God in our noetic times that we're living is uh, it's because that they have no fear of God this morning. Uh, uh, but I tell you, if you're going to please God, you've got to have some fear. The Bible said... Hebrews 11, 7. The Bible said, Noah, being warned of God, moved with fear. See, Noah feared God. And if we feared God, we wouldn't do half the things we do. And we would not not do half the things we do not do. If we had a proper fear of God, could I tell you this morning, that the wise man Solomon, he had this to say. He said it's the main thing. He said let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments for this is the whole duty of man. What about this week? Is there something that come up and your flesh really wanted to do it or your flesh really wanted not to do it but there's something deep down inside of you that said you better not do that. Uh, God might chastise you for it. God might whip you for it. God might do something for it. Uh, uh, you better not do that. Well, if you didn't do that, there's a big smile come on God's face. Uh, it pleased the Lord uh, that you had a fear of God. Amen. God's pleased when we fear Him. God pleased with you this morning. Are you lost? Ain't you afraid to live like that? Aren't you afraid that something might happen to you like happened to them four college students this week? It's all over the news. It's all that's on the news. 
I mean, if somebody broke in, and that ha- aren't you afraid that somebody might veer across that line and hit you head on, and you go out in eternity to meet God? Don't you fear God? Aren't you afraid to sit there Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and God are pulling on your hearts? Preachers are preaching. Saints been a praying. And you say no to God. Don't you have no fear of God? You might have a great college education, but the Bible said the fear of the Lord is beginning of wisdom. I'm glad there's several in here this morning that fear Him. He's taught that. As he grew up, you better be, you better be afraid of God. So I'm, I'm kind of scared of my wife, what she might do if I get saved. Well, she might get saved with you. And uh, someone said that we ought to fear God. You say, why? Because He can bless us more than anybody else can. If everybody else turns against us, God can bless us more. Somebody said, we ought to fear God because He can punish us more than anybody else can. Well, truth to that this morning. Did you know it pleases God when we fear Him? Fear not to do what the Lord tells us to do. Let me say, it's pleasing to God when we obey Him. The Bible said in Colossians 3 and 20, Children! Children! Obey your parents in all things, for this is well-pleasing to God. We oughtn't be surprised about that. You say, why? Wouldn't you please when your children obeyed you? Didn't that make you happy when they done what you told them to do? Uh, didn't do what you told them they didn't need to do? Uh, don't that make you happy? Sure, uh, every parent is pleased uh, uh, when their children obey them. Uh, Listen, as children of God, don't you think God's the same way? Don't you think that God's pleased when we obey Him as our Heavenly Father and we do what God says do? Uh, don't you think it pleased God this morning when you got up, got in your car, uh, got in that old cold car, uh, drove down to the house of God, walked into church? Uh, uh, don't you think it bring a smile on God's face? Because He said, do not forsake the assembling uh, of yourself together. Don't you think it pleased God when you cracked the covers on that Bible this morning and read some of the Word of God uh, uh, because He said we need our daily food? Don't you think that bring a smile to the face of God I'm telling you this morning listen God is pleased when we obey Him it may not seem like much to you neighbor when Wendy stands up and she says God is great or this is a good service it may not seem like a lot to you but there's a smile on God's face from one end to the other why she's obeying Him doing what she's proved her to do Amen that's why God saved us. Look over in 1 Peter 1. And the Bible said, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadonia, Asia, and Bethania, elected according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit 
unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus Christ. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. Listen, neighbor, the Bible said that God saved us that we might obey Him. Amen. You say, what about that election business? Well, nobody ever got elected unless he's running for something. You wasn't running for nothing. And the only person in the Bible that's ever elected, there's never any elected sinners to go to hell. The only person ever elected in the Bible is people that's got saved and then they're elected to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. We're we'll obey the Lord. God tells us to do something. Don't you think we'd have a lot better services if everybody was focused on obeying and doing what God told them to do? Oh, what kind of services we might have. Can I tell you our obedience is our proof of our surrender. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. You see, we fear Him. Therefore, we want to obey Him. It's our proof of our surrender. One of the preachers over there this week, I can't remember which one it was, but he, he was talking about surrender. He said, you know what it means when you surrender? He said, that means you, you wave the white flag. And he said, that means you ain't a-fighting it no more. Don't, don't we need to raise the white flag of surrender to God and say, I'm not fighting going back to church. I'm not fighting witnessing. I'm not fighting reading the Bible. I'm not going to fight it anymore. I surrender all. Amen. We see the proof of our surrender. It's pleasing to God. Why is it pleasing to God? Because that's the purpose why He saved us. Just obey Him. It's right. That's what children are supposed to do. The first children got in trouble because they didn't obey the Lord. So when the Lord, when we obey the Lord, God's pleased because that means it's going to go well with us. Wouldn't you rather, wouldn't, wouldn't you rather not to have to whip your children? I mean, I never did get joy out of it. <clears throat> and it's something you, you know, you push to the, to the last degree to try to get out. Do that one more time. Do that again. You do that the 49th time. Because you don't really want to do it. But you have to. And can I tell you that we're suffering in a world today of a generation that's parents have not made them obey. Their parents have not corrected them in the way the Bible says correct them. And we're seeing the results of it. We're seeing, we're seeing the results of Dr. Spock's theology back in the 70's and 80's. We're seeing the results of it now. You know what a good spanking will do? It will make you want to obey. You say, preacher, you don't understand it. I, I done whipped them three times. Whip them four. Whip them, do you? Get some success out of it. That's what the Bible says. Proof of our surrender. You know why some of us 
cannot make a success of the Christian life or much of anything else in life because we don't obey the Lord. You see, the Bible said in Joshua 1 and 8, This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt observe to do according to all that is written unto thee, he says. And he says, if you'll do this, you'll prosper and you'll have good success. This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt observe to according to all that is written therein. Then shall they make the way prosperous, and thou shalt have good success. You obey God. You'll not only do better as a Christian, you'll do better just as a person in the world. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in it he doeth meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water. Don't mess it, neighbor. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Obey God. God ain't going to prosper and bless you as a child of God. If you ain't doing right, amen. I mean, if we got a kid that's out there doing wrong, we got a youngin out there not doing right, we try to correct them, we pray for them, we try to love them, but they're not doing right. Uh, uh, listen, we can't keep sharing them with blessings from heaven. Why? They ain't never going to come back. They ain't never going to do right. Uh, we have to. Let them learn they need to obey the Lord. Amen. I'm talking about are you pleasing to God? Have you obeyed the Lord? I know you did this morning coming here. Some of you, I know you obeyed the Lord. And you, you put what God said, put an offering plate. You obeyed the Lord. I know you obeyed the Lord. You've been reading your Bible and praying and, and, and all of that. And every bit of that brings a smile to the face of God. Get that mental picture in your mind that when you obey the Lord, it pleases the Lord. <laughs> Didn't it bless you as a child when your mom and dad was pleased with you? Amen. When you brought that straight A report card home, I never experienced that, but I know some of y'all did. And didn't you see the displeasure on their face when you didn't even do good in conduct? But when you obey the Lord and, and, and your mama's proud of you, your daddies are proud of you, and, and, and all of that, I'm telling you, it's good. Well, it's good when God's proud of us. God's happy. God's pleased with us. Uh, we bring a smile to the face of God. Amen. Can I tell you that it's pleasing to God when we believe Him? You see, Enoch had this testimony that he underlined it, Please God! He that cometh to God must believe that He is. Why is it that believing pleases God? Well, for one, when you believe God, the Scriptures work. First Thessalonians 2 and verse 13, For this cause thank we God without ceasing, 
that when you receive the word of us, you received it not as the word of man, but the word of God that worketh effectually in those that believe it. You see, when we believe God's word, that activates God's word to go into action. You say, why is that? Well, uh, why, why does it go into action? Because it operates by faith. Faith operates that. You see, boy, it brings a smile to God's face when you believe Him. You say, why? Because now you can get saved. God's not willing that any perish, but that all come to repentance. Uh, God would have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. There's one mediator between God and man. You see, the Scriptures work when we believe them. It takes faith to operate it. If you don't believe that book's the Word of God, it's no more than that book right there. Face what makes it operate. That's why the devil's getting people to doubt the book. Because he knows that it won't work if you don't believe it. Someone said the devil don't care if you've got a Bible as long as it ain't got no Genesis or Revelations in it. Because Genesis tells where you come from and Revelations tells where you're going. Amen. But I, I wouldn't go that far. I don't think the devil wants you to have any Bible at all. Especially the right kind. Amen. But you see, the Scriptures work when we believe them. Oh, I like that. I like to see. It makes me happy when the Bible works. When I see somebody trusting the Bible and believing the Word of God, it makes me happy. I can just imagine what it does for God. gives God pleasure. You say, what do you mean? It gives God satisfaction. It gives God delight. It gives God pleasure. God ain't getting no pleasure out of these Bible deniers and Bible correctors. God ain't getting no pleasure out of them. I'll tell you, it makes God smile when somebody may not have a degree from college, but they got some degree in faith. And they say, I'm going to believe that book. Amen. Why does it make God pleased when we believe? Well, the Scriptures work. You can get saved. But Satan is overcome. The Bible said in Genesis 3 and verse 1, the old devil said, Yea, hath God said. Scriptures couldn't work. Casting doubt on the Word of God. Couldn't work. You know the outcome. We're... We're living in the results of the outcome of it and have been for thousands of years. Why? Because somebody didn't believe God and the devil overcame them. If you don't believe this book, the devil overcome you. You see, that's over in Genesis 3. But sneak in and take a peek in Matthew 4. When the devil come to Jesus and three times Jesus said, It is written! It is written! It is written! He was the Word and He believed the Word. And the Word put the devil on the run. You want to put the devil on the run? Don't command him. Like Kenneth Copeland and Kenneth Hagin, them folks tell you to do, don't command him. In the name of Jesus, I command you. He ain't going nowhere. Why, even Michael. 
high-ranking archangel. Even Michael wouldn't bring a railing accusation against him. He just said, The Lord rebuked thee. You want to put the devil on the run? Submit yourself first of all to God. Purify your hearts and your hands. Submit to God and then resist the devil and he'll flee from you, the Bible says. But you've got to resist him. You see, Satan's overcome when we believe the Word of God. Believe what God says about His Word and about Satan. Let me say this, when we believe God, souls are saved. Listen to it. Romans 10, 9, most of you could quote it. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall underline it, believe in thine heart that God hath raised Him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Man, it makes me happy when somebody gets saved. I tell you, when I see somebody get saved, it don't matter where it's at, who's preaching, what's going on, it don't matter. It brings me pleasure, delight, satisfaction. It makes me glad to hear somebody got saved. Don't you know it does God? I didn't give my son so they could get saved. Don't you know that makes God glad? I didn't watch my son on a mock trial, beaten, nailed an old rugged cross, spit on, beard plucked out. It makes me glad, but don't you know it really makes God the Father glad? That's, that's why His Son, that makes His Son's death not be in vain. That's the reward of His suffering. That's the joy that was set before Him. Amen. You see, Paul said it pleased, underline it, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. God's pleased with the preaching of the cross. You say, why? Oh, it ain't because of the preacher. They're all the same. It's not because of who's preaching, it's what they're preaching. The preaching of the cross, it pleases God, and He's pleased when people get saved. Amen. Now let me give you one more, and it's about all of the Thanksgiving message you're going to get out of me. But it pleases God when we witness and praise Him. Say, so where's that at? Hebrews 13, verse 15. By Him therefore let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. Watch it, but do good and to communicate forget not for with such sacrifices God is well, underline it, pleased. In other words, when we witness and tell others about God, when we get a hand up toward heaven, when we get a testimony out of our heart to the Lord, it brings pleasure to God. It brings delight to God. It brings satisfaction to God. It makes God glad. You brought any pleasure to God this week? Do you lay a, leave a track on that table? You say the waitress just grabbed it and throwed it in the trash can. Still made God smile. 
still gave God pleasure. Better than laying a track out, did you just talk to somebody this week about the Lord? That's that communication that he's talking about there. That pleased God. You say they, they turned away. They were saying cuss words as they walked away. They may have been, but God's got a big smile on His face. You gave God delight. You made God glad. You pleased the Lord. And if you didn't do that, you know what the opposite effect of that is. See, he said, he said, we're to do this thing giving thanks to His name. Every time you... You know, I was encouraged the other day. I was down in Bowling Green a few weeks ago and, and I stopped in to eat there. And I was just sitting there meditating on that verse in, the, in Timothy where the Bible said in the last days they'd be unthankful. And I'm just sitting there at my table just kind of really out there, way out there. And all at once it's like the Lord. There was somebody right across from me and they were soldier boys and they was blessing their food. The Lord said, Looked over there, and there's a man and his wife and her mother, and they were over there. They were blessing their food. I think God was smiling. I think God was delighted. I think God was glad. You say, why? They were thanking God. I think it pleased the Lord about Thursday, about noon. You put that turkey on the table and the dressing. Cranberry sauce. Ain't no use putting turkey on there if you don't put cranberry sauce. Dressing, green beans, all that other stuff, pumpkin pies. I hate to wish away time, but I wish it's Thursday. But you bow your head right there. God, thank you. Bringing us through this far again. Lord, things may not be perfect, but they could be a lot worse. And what my mother taught me to say is still true. God is good. I think it brings a big smile to the face of God. Would you like to bring Him? I know He brings me a lot of pleasure. I know He brings me a lot of delight. I know He gives me a lot of satisfaction. I know a lot of times He makes me glad. Wouldn't you like to do that for Him? Do you fear Him? Wouldn't you like to fear Him a little more? Do you obey Him? Do you do what He tells you to do through His Word and through the Holy Spirit confirming it? Do you believe Him this morning? You're here lost you don't know the Lord. Oh, He spoke to you many times. Many times He said, Go on down there. Go on down there and trust me and believe me. But you didn't do it. Wouldn't you like to make God smile this morning? Amen. You obey Him. You got sin in your life. The Lord said, Go on down there now and get that took care of this morning. I don't like it that you sin, but I've made the provisions for it so there ain't no use carrying it around. When you like to make God smile, here in just a few minutes, we're going to give opportunity like we always do.
Somebody say a little something to the Lord, brag on the Lord. Wouldn't you like to make God smile this morning? I'm talking about are you, am I, pleasing to God? Father, I thank you this morning. Good spirit here to